Hello, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. Um, before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there in the corner. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. We talk sports, what is happening in the sporting world, and the biggest stage, Super Bowl 58 out in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Just happened. Happened last night. Uh, very, very good game. It was the second Super Bowl to ever go into overtime after Super Bowl 51 between the New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. We all know how that happened. New England Patriots come back to win that game in the second half. Uh, kind of a similar situation here. First half, a lot of defense. You know, 49ers started out really, really strong. Brock Purdy, I thought, played an excellent game for being 24 years old and a young quarterback. This is a kid who, uh, 24 years old, he was the third-string quarterback for San Francisco 49ers. He was practically taken last in the NFL draft. The 49ers said, go ahead, you know, go ahead and take him. And look what happened, you know. This was a rematch of Super Bowl 54 between the Niners and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, of course, back then, the Niners quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo. And, uh, yeah, so let's let's talk about this. It was a historic night, Super Bowl 58, Legion Stadium, Las Vegas. All the celebrities were there. The crowds were there. Of course, Taylor Swift was there. Uh, she came in the building with her friends Ice Spice and actress Blake Lively, who's been in uh, many movies like The Age of Adeline and The Shallows and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so... They came in, they showed a few shots of her. Uh, Taylor Swift was in her suite talking to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. There was a shot of her talking to Goodell, and Goodell, you could tell, reading the lips, Goodell said, hey, thank you for coming. Uh, of course, he's going to go talk to her and thank her for coming. She brought in $331.5 million to the NFL League. Uh, yeah, so she was there with Ice Spice and Blake Lively. You know, supporting Travis Kelsey and the rest of the Kansas City Chiefs. Brittany Mahomes was there with, uh, you know, with her kids, Patrick Mahomes' wife, supporting uh, her man and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a historic night, a very good game, very close game. The um, Kansas City Chiefs ended up winning the game in the final in overtime. Again, this is the second Super Bowl that's ever gone in overtime. Uh, the first one being Super Bowl 51 in Houston, but... This is the second one. Chiefs ended up winning 25-22. Now, the over and the under in Vegas had, uh, the odds makers had 49ers by two. So, they were very right about having it be a close game. Uh, the first half, it was a game of defense. Um, Patrick Mahomes did throw a uh, throw a pick. He threw interceptions. He ended up with uh, over 300 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception, including the game-winning touchdown. We'll get to that in a minute. But, um... Yeah, so here's a quick recap with that. It's from People, Super Bowl 2024 recap. The Kansas City Chiefs, big win. Taylor Swift's uh, celebrations and all the highlights. Taylor Swift was down there on the field to support Travis Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey and uh, Swift kissed. She told him congratulations and whatnot. That means, guess what? Guess what? Taylor Swift gets a Super Bowl ring. It is tradition uh, to have... Players, uh, whoever won the NBA Finals, Super Bowl, World Series, whatnot, to have their spouse, wives, girlfriends, or whatnot to get something that uh, signifies the moment, like a pennant or a Super Bowl ring. So I'm very sure that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs will give Taylor Swift a Super Bowl ring after all she's done for the league, brought in new fans, and uh, what she's done for the Chiefs organization, bringing in new fans. Um 
Yeah, so it was a historic night. Uh, Super Bowl 2024 is complete, and the Kansas City Chiefs regain supreme. They are now back-to-back champions. You have to remember, they won uh, Super Bowl 57 last season, and now they are winning Super Bowl 58. Now the eye is on, can they do a three-peat? They got a pretty young team. Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old. He's still relatively young. He's uh, He's got three rings now, so we'll see. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Sorry, something just came on here, so I had to turn that off real quick. Uh, so yeah, so uh, people covered all the action live from the intense game in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to the Starfield commercials to Usher's hit-filled halftime show and every Taylor Swift signing in between with Blake Lively. Uh, read here for a full recap. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey kiss as they celebrate Kansas City's Super Bowl win. Uh, Travis Kelsey said, come here, girl, said when he approached his girlfriend, Taylor Swift. Oh, my God, oh, my God, she declared as, he, as she gave him a big kiss to celebrate his Super Bowl win. The pair embraced for an extended time, and Swift could also be heard telling Kelsey it was unbelievable. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. The two continued the, the, their embrace, kissing twice more and whispering to one another before turning to walk arm in arm. Both were emotional as tears streamed down Kelsey's cheeks. Before exiting the field, Kelsey threw his hat into a crowd of fans. Um, you can watch it. It's on Twitter. Well, I say Twitter. Now X. It's on X. Um, you can also probably see it on TikTok. Uh, let's move on real quick. This reported 15 hours to six minutes ago. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey celebrate with the Vince Lombardi Trophy. KC Chiefs coach Andy Reid, as well as players Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, were uh, elated as they received the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Brittany's a great wife and two great kids, Mahomes said, flanked by his wife as their children, Bronze and Sterling Mahomes. I couldn't ask for anything else. Chiefs Kingdom shouted, Kelsey, how about a little Viva Las Vegas? Um, that's what Travis Kelsey was saying in his, in his, uh, his uh, post-game celebration during the ceremony of the Vince Lombardi Trophy. KC Chiefs fans around the world cheered and jumped for joy as the team scored their Super Bowl-winning touchdown. And, of course, Taylor Swift and her friend were among them. Uh, in the video in her suite, the star's jaw hit the floor as she jumped up and down along with her friends, including Ice Spice, Blake Lively, and uh, Kaylee Teller. Swifties around the world were cheering, too, including Hillary Clinton. Congratulations to Taylor's boyfriend and the entire Kansas City Chiefs community, she wrote on X. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions once again, having been the San Francisco 49ers in overtime. The game, which concluded at 25-22, began with a scoreless first quarter and eventually saw both teams exchange field goals back and forth. Wide receiver McComb Hardman Jr. scored the winning touchdown thrown by Patrick Mahomes. This was the seventh longest game in the history of the NFL. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl in 2023 against the Philadelphia Eagles. We may be in overtime, but it's also the perfect time to decide if you're going to watch the show. CBS is pre premiering once the game is over. Tracker, a new drama series starring This Is Us alum Justin Hartley. Um, so, yeah, so it was great. Uh, you know, Mahomes, again, came back. He came back from, a, from a, uh, in overtime from being down deficit. This from ESPN. And the twist any better than the one you can see coming from a mile away. For most of Sunday's Super Bowl 58 between the 49ers and Chiefs, it felt like the game we were watching was entirely different from what we have expected to see from these teams. A matchup of the NFL's most dominant offense against the best quarterback of this generation was producing field goals and needed trick plays to generate touchdowns. The coach, 
who has been uh, ex extradigated for staying conservative, got aggressive and put his team in position to win the game. Weaknesses were playing out of strength and vice versa on both sides of the ball. And then as the game faded to the second half into the first enhanced overtime period in playoff history, the course corrected. Everything or just about everything 49ers fans feared about the chances came true. Given opportunities to strike the fatal blow, Kyle Shanahan, who is the San Francisco 49ers head coach, and the Niners weren't able to close the door on their rivals. And while they narrowly escaped Patrick Mahomes' first attempt at winning the game, they weren't able to survive a second time in overtime. In the end, it's so often our Mahomes and the Chiefs were uh, inevitable. And to understand how the Chiefs were able to come back and claim their third Super Bowl title in five years, we need to talk about how this game defied expectations before eventually being decided by many of the factors we would have counted on heading into the game. Let's start with the big one. Now, the big one. Uh, the Chiefs looked stagnant, sloppy, and out of ideas on offense for most of the game. This is true. The Niners came out blasting. To build up Brock Purdy's, Niners quarterback Brock Purdy's uh, confidence, even Tony Romo, who was announcing uh, the Super Bowl this time, um, said that he has to do little dump passes, build his confidence up. You have to remember, Brock Purdy's only 24 years old. So you have to build his confidence up. That meant little dump passes, short screen passes, 5, 10 yards, whatnot. That's what they did. They were very successful at that. They came out, they came out uh, looking good on that. Um, also, the 49ers had a good defense. Uh, they, you know, they were, uh, they were stopping Mahomes in the first half. Uh, they were stopping a good amount of, uh, the drives that Mahomes tried to, tried to, uh, put together. And that's why Mahomes was getting frustrated, you know, yelling at some of his receivers on the sidelines. You know, they're not used to that. Um, usually in the postseason, Mahomes has a drive. He'll go down and score, be the first to score in his opening drive. He did not do that last night at Super Bowl 58. Um, uh, you know, so, but after, you know, the 49ers has a good defense. Uh, they've been chewed up by stretches by the Packers and Lions over the past two weeks. The expectations was the Chiefs would find ways to move the ball against Steve Wilkes' unit. Mahomes and company haven't been the most consistent offense this postseason, but they moved the ball well against the Dolphins and the Bills and scored two early touchdowns with brilliant drives against the Ravens, you know? So, you know, usually they start out pretty good in the postseason, but this time, you know, they just they just uh, didn't have it in the in the uh, first half. It was scoreless. Now, Brock Purdy, the Chiefs did well on defense to stop Brock Purdy and the Niners, but Brock Purdy and the Niners were marching down there, getting in the Chiefs' red zone for most of the first half. Most of the first half, right? They just could get in the end zone for some reason. They had to go with field goals. So uh, the first half was kind of the uh, you know the game of defense. A little bit with the second half getting a little bit more exciting with um with the game of offense and then the chiefs opening up a little bit now listen the chiefs have always been a second half team uh patrick mahomes and company andy reed and whatnot have always established the chiefs are a second half team they have designed the place to be the chiefs have a second half team and that's what I was uh, saying last night to a couple of my buddies watching the game. I said, they're a second-half team. They could blow it open, and the Niners have to know that, and Kyle Shanahan has to know that going into the second half. Um, so let's talk about, uh, really quick, let's talk about the coin flip real, not, real quick. The 49ers' bizarre coin flip decision comes back to bite them in Super Bowl 2024, right? No one can make heads or tails of the 49ers' decision after winning the overtime coin toss of Super Bowl 58, 
This is the overtime coin toss, okay? This wasn't the start of the game coin toss. Head coach Kyle Shanahan made the controversial decision Sunday to begin overtime on offense despite the new NFL playoff rules that make sure both teams got at least one possession. Okay, now, these are the new playoff rules. I remember when the old overtime rules used to be coin toss. The coin toss was a huge significant factor in the overtime rules because it meant that whoever got the ball first, whoever scored first, no matter if it's a touchdown or a field goal, won the game. Right, so that's where the coin toss was so so uh, important in that decision. However, in the new playoff overtime rules, is that both teams have to get possession of the ball at least once. Right now, let's say if a team gets the ball, let's say if the Niners went down there and scored a touchdown, they would have won the game because it was a touchdown. They went down there. It was 1919 at the time. They went down there, had a field goal, and it made them three. They did not score touchdowns. That means Chief. The Chiefs have a opportunity, a possession to get the ball, and that's what they did. Uh, but here's what head coach Kyle Shannon made the controversial decision Sunday to begin overtime on offense despite the new NFL playoff rules that make sure both teams get at least one possession. Sure enough, after the 49ers kicked a tiebreaker field goal, the Chiefs answers with a walk-off touchdown to steal a 25-22 victory at Allegiant Stadium. Shanahan explained that he was seeking several moves ahead after winning the coin toss, looking toward a potential third overtime possession, when, they, when the game becomes sudden death. Okay, so if it goes into a third overtime possession, the game becomes sudden death. That means if a field goal is kicked, um, if a touchdown is scored, they win the game, whatever team does that. None of us have a ton of experience with it, Shanahan said. We went through all the uh, analytics and talked to those guys. We decided it would be better getting the ball because if both teams match and scored, we would want to be the ones to have a chance to go win it. NFL regular season overtime rules only allow both teams to possession as first team does not score a touchdown. So coin toss winners almost always choose to receive the kickoff for the chance to end the game. Okay? But the overtime rules are closer to the college football model now, where the reward for playing defense first is knowing exactly how many points your team needs on the second possession to tie or win the game. We got that field goal. We knew we had to hold them to at least a field goal, Shanahan said. We did. We thought it was in our hands after that. Andy Reid said that the Chiefs' plan was to kick off, and they won the coin toss. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure there's a right answer, head coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs said. I'm never going to question what Kyle Shanahan did. Several 49ers admitted to not even being aware of the new overtime rules, which were put in place after an epic back-and-forth playoff game during the 2021 season when the Bills' Josh Allen threw a go-ahead touchdown pass with 13 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter and never touched the ball again. Just like he broke the 49ers' heart Sunday, Mahomes broke the Bills' heart by driving for a field goal in regulation and a touchdown the only possession of overtime. CBS analysis Tony Romo and several others on X, formerly Twitter, theorized live that the 49ers' defense must have been tired after defending the length of the field against Mahomes in the two-minute drill at the end of regulation. I didn't even know about the new playoff overtime rules, defensive tackle Eric Armstead said. It was a surprise to me. I didn't even know what was going on with it. They put it on the scoreboard, and everyone was like, even if we score, they get a chance. The only other overtime game in Super Bowl history ended on the first possession when Tom Brady engineered a 25-point second-half comeback for the Patriots against the Falcons to the end of the 2016 season. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, was the offensive coordinator for the, for the Atlanta Falcons in that game in Super Bowl 51. So that's kind of interesting, right? Um, so, yeah, there's the new uh, NFL playoff overtime rules, you know. Uh, 
Some people like it. Some fans like it. Some people don't. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see about that one. Um, let's go. Let's move on real quick. Let's talk about uh, what's going around social media lately between Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. Now, there have been a few shots on the Chiefs sideline last night about Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid getting into it. Uh, Travis Kelsey had grabbed Andy Reid's arm because he was very emotional, got to Andy Reid's face, started yelling. Andy Reid kind of, you know, kind of chest buffed him a little bit. They both kind of, kind of, you know, Kelsey was doing more of the talking. But look, we also had other shots. That's blowing up on the internet and social media right now. We've also had other shots of Patrick Mahomes getting on his receivers uh, last night on the sideline, you know, especially towards the. Uh, Towards the end of the game, before going into overtime, Patrick Mahomes was seen yelling at one of his receivers. Listen, it is the Super Bowl. The motions are running high for these guys. It, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's one of the grandest stage. Grandest stage. You have nationally televised game all over the world. Everyone is watching. Okay, so of course you want to win the game. Any true athlete wants to win the game. All right. Now, this <coughs> I don't see a big deal about this. You know, I have, you know, I grew up playing sports. I played football. You know, coaches yell at us all the time. Um, you know, I've, I've seen people on social media that are like, you know, they get, you know, Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid have, have to be a better example for our kids and our generation. And that's, you know, partially that's sort of true. But you have to remember, they are football players. They are athletes. They like to win. They love to win. Um, you're, you're playing in the Super Bowl. You're on the grandest stage. All over the world is watching. The whole world's watching this game. Okay? So, of course you want to win. Any true athlete does. Listen, it's yelling. It's yelling. Emotions are running high. And, you know, especially I could, uh, in today's society, just walking out the door, you see somebody yelling at somebody. You see people honking at somebody. You see somebody not agreeing with somebody and people getting in their face. Uh, we are living in society, that society today, okay? So um, I don't see what the big deal is about a coach and a player getting after it about the Super Bowl because I've seen people get after it for no good reason, you know, just out being out, hanging out, going to work on the street and whatnot. So, uh, you know, you have to remember this is life. This is the real world. You know, not everything is, is perfect and whatnot. You're going to have struggles uh, life is a roller coaster ride. That's what a coach told me one time. You gotta, you gotta know the ups and downs, and you just move, you push through it. You just move through. And sometimes you can learn from it. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you get emotional about it. Sometimes you don't. Okay. Um, but listen, you know, you have to remember too. At the postseason, or excuse me, in the postgame report, when Andy Reid, after they won the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, Andy Reid was in the postgame, and Andy Reid laughed at that at a question that one of the reporters said. It said, "Listen." You know, Travis came up to him after the game, gave him a hug, and apologized to him, okay? So you have to remember, I don't see the big deal about this because me playing football, I had people yell at me all the time, all right? And I think I'm a, I've learned from it. I think I'm a better person because of it. I've learned things. You know, you go, it's life. You go through it. Not everything can be perfect. So, you know, these are life lessons here. These are players. They want to, uh, they want to win the big game. You know, they don't want to lose. Emotions are running high. Every athlete has that. Every every true athlete has that, okay? Sometimes it's not all about having fun. Sometimes you want to go out there and win the game and be and have an accomplishment like that, right? Um, 
Same thing with the Niners. They wanted to win really bad. You're on the grandest stage. Their accomplishment was getting there, but everybody wants to win the big one. You want to call yourself number one. You want to be on top of that mound. Everybody, okay, no matter if it's sports, business, relationships, whatnot, everybody wants to do it. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, let's move on. Um, let's talk about the uh, Super Bowl halftime show real quick. Usher did the Super Bowl halftime show. He also invited other celebrities and artists. Uh, Usher fizzles the Super Bowl halftime show despite Alicia Keys and guest stars. They galore. Here's the review from Deadline. Uh, with Taylor Swift and the 65,000-strong crowd at Sunday's Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Usher couldn't have, have had any illusions about two had the greatest star power and the media's attention as he hit the field for the halftime show. So, battling some initial microphone problems, it's true, he has some microphone problems at the start of it. The slick R&B singer and the producing team of DPS with Jay-Z, Rock Nation, and Jesse Collins learned in hard to the showman that Usher has always done best and hoped for the best. Um... Hope was not enough, even though the ripped Usher stripped off the shirt halfway through uh, the show, came off to some solid gold gold guitar licks. In no small part, extended stint on stage at Allegiant Stadium revealed the stayed, uh, the stayed mechanics of Sunday's halftime show as it was clearly intended mainly to give Usher enough time for a costume change and the opportunity to put on roller skates. Uh, his, some of his dancers were on roller skates uh, performing a couple of his songs in the Super Bowl halftime show. Are you ready to get crazy, Usher pleaded with the crowd he should have been holding in his hands. They were not ready to get crazy, or maybe even were too busy craning the necks to see what Swift was up to. Um, that's, a good, that's a good question. Do you think Taylor Swift, I mean, the media was calling this the Taylor Swift Bowl. Do you think Taylor Swift uh, overstaged Usher in the Super Bowl halftime show? Comment on the section below. The overall duel result was more snap and dance moves and collaborations with a DJ Khaled album and a 15-minute extravaganza that had everyone, everything, and bedazzled kitchen sink starting off with 2005's caught up and moving uh through a hit heavy cellist is one of the benefits of a 30-year career usher also joined by alicia keys little john Ludacris, Jermar, uh, jermaine dupree the black ips will i am and army of dancers and the sin city showgirls was a full-on marching band <clears throat> uh even with his past protege justin bieber in the stadium but not on stage as well as beyonce lady gaga gwen stefani the man himself jay-z and vip seats you expect no less from a veteran song and dance man yet as tight in the tone and pacing of the performance was usher felt very 20 years ago and flat almost as flat as the first half of grinding play between uh reigning champs of the kansas city chiefs and the san francisco 49ers the 10-year t- uh, singer felt flat compared to last year's all solo and baby bubble really set from rihanna uh, sorry, excuse me, Rihanna. Rihanna, I should say, I said Rihanna. Rihanna. And very flat up against the hip-hop celebration of Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem back in 2022 in L.A. Uh, Usher was even flat next to Andrea Day's near divine redemption before the game of unofficial Black National Anthem. Lift every voice and sing with a gospel choir backing the Oscar nominee up. Um, so yeah, so... What did you think about Usher's performance? I, I thought it was okay. You know, they did have microphone problems at the start of it. Uh, that that review came from Deadline. Um, I thought it was okay. You know, you're yeah, it's just your show, typical show. Uh, but there was no, there was no, um, there were microphone problems, but there was nothing else. There was no, uh, no, um, no. I should say no bad things happened. You know, there was no, there was nothing that was controversy about it. 
it was just, you know, a guy trying to perform for his fans. I thought it was okay. You know, he did have a marching band out there. It was a show. I mean, the Super Bowl halftime show is, you know, the Super Bowl halftime show. It's one of the great shows. So that's why they had it. Um, do I think Taylor Swift might have upstaged him a little bit? Yeah, there were a lot of Swifty people there, media there. I mean, they practically called this the Taylor Swift Bowl. So, um, yeah, who knows? So, yeah, so I thought, in my humble opinion, I thought the show, the Super Bowl halftime show was okay. I thought it was okay. There was, I mean, it is what it is. It's, uh, he performed his songs, he came out, did his thing, he did what he had to do, and that was it. There was nothing controversial about it, so... Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Um, let's talk about the uh, Super Bowl commercials. There were a lot of good Super Bowl commercials. Some were funny. Some were more serious. One of my favorite Super Bowl commercials, uh, and he did he did one for the Cleveland Browns, was United Airlines. It had Coach, uh, it had coach uh, I say Taylor, Coach Taylor uh, for Friday Night Lights, the show Friday Night Lights, uh, actor Kyle Chandler, who played Coach Taylor, Eric Taylor, from the show Friday Night Lights that uh, filmed in Austin, Texas, actually. Uh, I remember being on set. I, I worked on it for like one or two days. It, it was a fun show to do uh, for those one or two days, but it was very quick, came in and out. It was fun. Um, never got to meet him. I got to see him, though. He seemed like a pretty cool dude. He's been in a bunch of movies and whatnot. Um, he was also in The Day to Ursa still. However, uh, let's get back to the commercial real quick. It was a very good commercial. It was for United Airlines. Um, it, he talked about the Houston Texans, saying that these teams are here today, but tomorrow... It is your time. You have the pieces together. If you want to book a flight for the next big game next year. Now, Super Bowl Super Bowl 59 will be in New Orleans, Louisiana next year. Um, if you want to book a flight for the next big game next year, before the season even starts, it leads into United Airlines. Um, it is a very good commercial. Very simple commercial. The camera closes him on him talking, and it cuts away to United, and it cuts away to a uh, to an airplane, United Airplane in the sky. He also did one for the Cleveland Browns. I've watched both commercials. Uh, they're very good. Um, but I loved how they did that. You know, uh, he did it for Houston. He did it for Cleveland. And he's saying, you know, you guys just keep going. Houston's never had a Super Bowl. Um, and he's right. The pieces are there for the most part. We have C.J. Stroud now. C.J. Stroud just won Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Will Anderson Jr. Uh, for the Houston Texas just won Defensive Rookie of the Year. And head coach D'Amico Ryans was, I think, the runner-up for coach of the year. So the pieces are there for the Houston Texans. I think in the draft, they need a couple more offensive linemen to protect Stroud. And I think they need one more defensive guy and maybe one more receiver. And then we can get there. But I love how that – it's a very good commercial with him saying, you know, people of Houston, the Texans are almost there. He did one for the Cleveland Browns, too. I highly suggest you guys go to YouTube, look it up. It was a great commercial, United Airlines. Um yeah, so it's another it's it's a great commercial. Uh, some other good ones. I love the uh, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial between Jennifer Lopez, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Tom Brady. Um, they Tom Brady, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck try to start a boy band, and uh, they're talking, they're rapping at a Dunkin' kind of a Dunkirk Dunkin' Donuts commercial, and they're in the studio, and Jennifer Lopez is asking, "What are you guys doing?" Uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck leave. It's about thirty second spot, but she also she tells Tom Brady, "You could stay." Um, it's very funny. I highly suggest anybody look it up on YouTube and check it out. And uh, yeah, that's about it for our show, guys. Listen, uh, I want to. I appreciate all my listeners. Uh, please like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, I'll see you guys very very soon, and we'll uh, we'll talk some more sports. All right, guys, take care. Bye.